As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's an introduction. Good for you. We did it. Uh, yeah, oh, we, I love it, that. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> What what show is this? Uh, this is this is it could happen here. Oh, a show that is uh, also currently in the middle of about seventeen thousand personnel disasters, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, I am I am Christopher Wong, and with me is Garrison. Hello, hi, good morning or afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening. And also Sophie. Hello, hi. So we are we are here to talk about something that is, I guess, technically over, but was extremely weird and did a lot of harm. And that is the very weird stuff that Texas general general Jesus, hopefully not Texas governor, Greg Abbott, who had the general, like, <laughs> the general of Texas, Greg I, Abbott. I mean, like you're kind of not wrong, but I he don't wish, like that. He wishes, he wishes he was the general of Texas. I mean, I, f- I feel like that's been one of those things where it's like that. That's when we know the coup started is when he just oh, like, yeah. promotes himself to general, <laughs> takes over Texas. Uh huh. So 
Greg Abbott is extremely mad and he's extremely mad because Biden finally decided to end one of like the absolute worst Trump era border policies, which is called Title 42. And it's so Title 42 is like nominally an anti-pandemic measure. It's like the the CDC. That's the one. I don't know why it took me like five seconds to remember the name of the CDC. The but, Central Defense Agency. Yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's normally supposed to be a thing where it's like, OK, you can you you cut off migrants from coming into the country because there's a risk of a pandemic now. OK, if, if, if you have lived the last two years, you know that the U.S. just literally does not give a single shit about the pandemic at all. Like, especially it's not even pretending. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, this whole thing really has just been a justification to just boot out and you know, just prevent every like asylum seeker and refugee an immigrant from getting into the country. And you know, and you can tell this because uh, the, the title 42, when it was originally invoked didn't cover people who were like driving trucks across the border. Like it didn't cover economic activity. Of course not. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just a way for the U S to like not have asylum seekers. And Biden let this go for like another fucking year while he was in office. Uh huh. And so he like, like, like late last month, he like, he finally got rid of it. And you know, I, I, this means that uh, like immigrants and refugees now once again have their legal right under both American and international law to petition for asylum, which, again, the U.S. doesn't give a shit about because, you know, the U.S. doesn't care about laws unless they do bad things. But this finally happens. And Greg Abbott, who is once again, we must remind everyone that Greg Abbott is, is running for election in November. He and sure is. He's it's thus just literally running through the entire right wing, like every single right wing scare we could possibly think of. And don't worry, Chris. Don't worry, Chris. Beto will get him. I I, be- I believe it. I I believe in Beto this time. Uh, I- he's gonna lose by like thirty points. <laughs> Landslide. You know, well, okay. So the, the thing that could stop him from this is Greg Abbott decides to do like two PR stunts, and one of them is he's taking buses of of immigrants, yeah. asylum seekers, and just busing them to DC, and. I, I want to talk about this for a little, like a, a second, because like this is really shitty, and that shouldn't be legal. Yeah. That shouldn't be allowed to really basically unclear. traffic. You're trafficking yeah. people across the country for a political stunt. That's like yeah. that. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, and like, and like, I think like everyone's like, oh, this is a political stunt. Like it is, but like the thing with American political stunts is that real people get hurt constantly. Yeah, and we're we're gonna come back to that theme more in a second as we talk about the second stunt that he did, which was. So, essentially, what Abbott did is there are an enormous number of trucks that cross the the, the U.S. Mexican border into Texas like every day, right? I mean, there's like there, there are individual bridges that are moving sixty sixty to seventy million dollars of just produce, like every day, and so that produce when it when it comes into the U.S. it goes through a bunch of checks by the border patrol and stuff, and there, there's all these checks and this is this whole thing, but uh, Abbott went on this incredibly bizarre rant about well i mean it's not bizarre i guess if you're right when we went on this rant about how like the cartels and there's immigrants and we need to stop them and so Ooh, he very scary yeah yeah it, it's really weird it's, it's, okay, okay so he's, he's doing all this weird fear mongering and he's like okay uh, we need to stop these people from getting across the border so we're gonna inspect all of these trucks which again like they're already being inspected by the feds like yeah. this is this is this is you know this is where like the horrible ice budget is going right so he he does this and he he calls in a bunch of just like the border patrol to just literally do all of the same checks again. And this has an enormous economic impact. Um I'm going to read a, a quote from the American statesman. 
The delays have resulted in a 60% drop in commercial traffic at the border, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protections. The agency said the delays are a direct result of, quote, additional and unnecessary inspections being conducted at Abbott's request. I, I, I do like that the same people who were shooting moms in Portland in 2020 are now inspecting produce at the Texas yeah, border. Yeah, it's... It's pretty wild. I mean, I think I think there, 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 there's an important thing to note here, right? It's like, okay, so why why are these the people who are like doing both these things? And the answer is that like the the, the those organizations, like the the thing that they're designed to do is to protect the interests of American capital. And you know, so the interests of American capital are we need to move capital across the we need to move goods across the border, and uh, we need to just like absolutely obliterate like a bunch of teenagers who don't like us. <laughs> that is pretty much their bit. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I know we've talked a, a bit in the past about U.S. like customs and border and border protections and the weird, the, the weird like agencies and weird kind of almost militias that they operate and how they get deployed into certain areas if they're you know x x miles away from the border. Um, it would be worth talking about more in depth in the future because I know Robert's done some historical background on them for yeah. bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, that is something I would I would be down to talk more about. Yeah, although I think they like, are the, a very bizarre agency. Yeah, they're, they're very weird. They're also really not like in, in this story. They're basically just sitting there being mad because it's taking is, longer to get stuff. That is a the lot of what they do. Yeah, and and you know because because again, like the, these these actual these inspections are being run by like state troopers. Okay. Okay. And. You because, know, th- because because Abbott has more direct control over state. Yeah, troopers. yeah, because uh, yeah, Ab- Ab- Abbott has direct power over them, and this means that like the, the so, okay, so you, you have your truck, right? Your truck has a bunch of produce in it. You're moving it across the border. Um, this usually takes about two hours of you know being like sitting there in a truck while your stop your everyone's cargo gets inspected and stuff. Um, well, which I will say, the truckers don't even get paid for that when they're waiting yeah, two hours. Yeah, and 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 you know what would make that worse? Oh yeah, now it takes between ten and thirty hours. Because Abbott right. intentionally, on purpose, was like, "Okay, we're we're just we're gonna put six thousand like people total to do this whole thing," and so you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars of produce, like things like onions and tomatoes and avocados, are just sitting in these trucks rotting in the Texas heat. Yep. I yep, mean, yep. hopefully the trucks are refrigerated, but still. Well, the trucks are refrigerated, but like the people in them. I'm, sh- I'm sure the cabins are not. Yeah, I'm sure it gets mighty. Well, you know, I, I, I do have some family who were truckers and some of the cabins can be nice. But still, that's sitting for 30 hours without getting paid because you only get yeah. paid when you are moving, um, which is a, uh, not a great way to, you know, run our entire economy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a quote. I'm going to read a section from the a paragraph from the Texas Tribune. Felix, a 60-year-old Mexican trucker who was transporting tomatoes, onions, and avocados, waited about 13 hours in line at the bridge. He has to be identified only by his first name for fear of retribution and targeted inspections from CPB officials. Hearing of the delays at the border, he packed water and food for a few days. But other truckers didn't come as prepared and were sitting in standstill traffic without anything to eat or drink. Felix said he was told by a CPB official that the agency would be putting portable bathrooms along the bridge for the gridlock truckers, but he never saw them. Once Felix made it to the state trooper's inspection point around 9 p.m., he said they didn't even peer into his truck, which had been sealed since Mexican authorities inspected it about 600 miles away in the state of Sinaloa. There's no possibility of bringing illegal immigrants in the merchandise or in the cabin, he said, referencing one of Abbott's explanations for the inspections. I can't bring any illegal immigrants here for money because I know inspectors are going to discover them. It's not a thing here. I don't know what the politicians' ideas are. I don't know what they're talking about. 
so that seems not good. That seems pretty yeah. bad. It's it's really bad and and like again like this is this whole thing is nonsense like there, I, there's nothing I didn't even th- I didn't even think about having to you know use the bathroom for three yeah. hours <laughs> yeah and, and and like the thing the thing with this is like this the the backups are eight miles long so like if you want to go to the bathroom you have to walk for like miles depending depending on where you are in this backup and you know th- this is having like these just enormous horrifying like this had these like these, these enormous horrifying knock-on effects um because you know it's not just the truckers who are being affected by this there's a bunch of workers whose job it is you know just to process these goods right to take them out of trucks put them onto american trucks to like sort through the vegetables and figure out like which ones are good and which ones are not and again like just enormous amounts of just produce that is like fresh and good to eat is just being intentionally destroyed because it's being forced to sit at the border for this long uh, there's a bunch of these people whose whose job it, like who who are contract workers whose job it is to like go through this stuff and they're all getting fired because they're, yeah. like, there's no work for them to do. Um, there's all of these people who like their their jobs are they run bodegas or they run like like they run restaurants they they run a bunch of stuff on the border for these truckers and they yeah, also yeah. don't have any work and those people have to on a day by day like it, it's like it I think it's like fifteen hundred dollars per day to rent a terminal in. In like, Dear like God, yeah, and wow. they're, they're making nothing, and it, it, it's 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 horrifying. There's all there's this just enormous economic devastation that that that's been sort of like, you know, that 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 that's been happening because of this. And well, you know, you know what else reminds me of economic devastation? Ah, <laughs> uh. oh, <dear. laughs> the fact that the oh. fact that our paychecks are. Uh, solely reliant on the products and services that support this podcast. It's true. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the problems they're having in a second uh, after this break. Yep, one second. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. 
and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, that was a that was a fast second. Wow, that just that that flew right by. T- time is not real. Destroy the clocks. The scientists are the police. All right, <laughs> well, uh, what's well, next? Well, it is a second if you press fast forward. Oh, if, if you press the <laughs> if, you, if if you press the thirty second button four times, yes, yes. yeah, you gotta, you gotta be real speedy. Now, th- this is having other problems because as as we talked about at the show, literally ad nauseum, our supply chains are really bad. And it turns out, yeah, that, that, that does seem to yeah. be a recurring character on the pod. Is that supply chains, uh, not the most stable thing we've invented? Yeah, and, and especially with especially with 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 fruit and vegetables. Well, okay, I mean, like we, we'll be getting some of the other supply chains that are like fucked because of this. But like fruit and vegetables in particular, like the 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 way that we do them, they're they're designed to be in motion for like a very specific amount of time, so that when they show up to you, they're ripe. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you add a few hours onto that, it, everything falls apart. And this, like, I, I'm not sure if it happens because I'm not in Texas, I, but there was there were a bunch of articles that were talking about like, yeah, like avocados in Texas are going to cost five more dollars. Like, like a single avocado's price is going to increase by like five dollars over the weekend because, like, because of just the enormous amount of produce that's that's being destroyed here. And you know, uh, the, the, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on here because American and Mexican supply chains are enormously integrated from now. I mean, they've always been integrated to some extent, but like, yeah, particularly post NAFTA, there's a lot of like auto supply chains in particular that are, that are tied to, to plants in Mexico. And you actually, this occasionally has like interesting effects. Like Mexico's has a lot of auto strikes and you get like, you'll, you'll get these things where like, 
people will like tuck messages into like auto parts and like send them to the US. People will open these messages from like a, a worker in Mexico to yeah, you need it's 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 cool. There, there's lots of there's interesting stuff there, but this also means that like yeah, so if those parts aren't moving across the border, those just in time production schedules are uh even more omega screwed than they've been already. <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's been a lot of sort of economic stuff on, that's been happening here. And, you know, the other people who are getting just completely screwed by this are the, are the Mexican truckers. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so, so, so this, this starts on April 6th. Um, on Monday, April 11th, uh, the truckers are just like, fuck this. And they start just completely blockading the, 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 the largest border crossing between like, it's, it's on this giant bridge. They start, they literally just blockade the bridge. And but prevent any goods from from getting in, and this this has an enormous impact because again, like you know, it, it, it was going like yeah, it was production was down by forty by sixty percent, but that means, still means that forty percent of the goods are getting through. And now is you know, and by 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 the eleventh, it's just nothing. Um, I, I do I do hope the one the one good thing that could come out of the whole Canada COVID isn't real protest. Um. Is that people have learned that uh, blocking off supply chains is a really effective way to do protest? Yeah, because um, you can stop the import of thousands and millions and billions of dollars of trade um, pretty easily, actually. And yeah. it would be cool if more people realize, hey, obviously the COVID stuff that we're talking about and the whole overthrowing the government part um, to install a right wing dictator—that part's obviously bad. But uh, some of their tactics were actually pretty interesting. Yeah, we're we're gonna get more into that, uh, like later. Good, but, good, good. Yeah, I mean, I I will say, like, I think that the thing with the U.S. is that, like, I think there's been a lot of focus on the American left on ports because, you know, yeah, like, yeah, th there's a lot of reasons for that. But like, yeah, you could do this with border crossings too, and the 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 the, the Mexican truckers blockade was really effective. I mean, th okay, so it, that's it, this has been a thing where it's 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 kind of hard to get information from. I saw a few like newspapers talking about. Um, like cartel people like like attacking the blockade and lighting trucks on fire to try to force goods to go through again, which it's possible. I I don't know. Um, but this, you know, once 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 there are like once the block like the border is completely blockaded, this completely changes like the entire political situation because now. Like, you know, Ab Abbott's been running this thing sort of as a political stunt and as this game he's playing with, you know, he's, supposed to, he's trying to play a game with Biden, right? And he's like, okay, well, yeah, you, you got to do something about the border or whatever. Like, you know, he, he's, he's been challenging Biden over, like, immigration bullshit. But, you know, now now there's a there's a third party involved. And that third party is the Mexican truckers, and now and now Abbott's not just in a Abbott's like Abbott's in a confrontation with the people that he needs to make the entire Texan economy run. Yep, and this starts going very badly for him. And the other thing uh -huh. that starts going very badly for him is that I, uh, it turns out if you shut down cross border trade, you really, really piss off the bourgeoisie. Turns out, turns out that'll happen if you ain't careful. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And, and you know, and and, and and I, I think I should mention, like, stress this, like. They're pissed off on both sides of the border, and like obviously, you could talk about the extent to which, like, yeah, the, the, they're the same class. But like, capitalists on both sides of the border start exerting their political pressure because they're—I mean—they're losing enormous amounts of money off of this. That's what they do. Yeah, you and, take you know, away I, their ability to do capitalism as capitalists; they're going to be mad. 
Yeah, which, again, you'd think, you would think that the abbot would, like, get this. Uh-huh. But he just, he, yeah. it, it seems to have not occurred to him that he was going to piss off, like, either that or, like, he, he thinks he didn't care enough and thought it wouldn't matter. But, like, no, it turns out, it, like, you know, Impressive. one of the things that happens... Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like he he's you know like I mean I th- I think this is this is you know I th- I think this is this is sort of a symptom of like people lose like right wing politicians losing sight of what their actual base is because like this is all this is all supposed to be like campaign trail feeding the anti immigrant base but like you know you 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 are a politician in the U S your actual constituency is the capitalists and and, so, <laughs> and like you have an actual job and that's to make the economy keep going. Yeah. And keep yeah. the people in power to have all the power. Uh, like, you're not just like... That's one interesting thing that Trump was kind of one of the first big um, indicators for, which is like, a politician now is just the endless cycle of campaigning, and they don't actually have a job. It's just always campaigning, and they're just always campaigning. Uh, and they're like, oh, I guess I should do my actual job that I was elected for, or I could just do more rallies. And that seems like it would be less work. Yeah, uh, well, but I, I, think, I think what Trump, it was like, there was always an extent to which the bureaucracy kept functioning, and so, you know, like like, like he like Trump got Trump got the tax cut, right? Yeah, and like he didn't really start getting in trouble with them until he started doing the anti-China stuff, which was sort of a disaster because there was a lot of people who turned out like need those trade connections to make money, and you saw like and it, like it was weird. There was a very weird thing. Like you started to see so even some of his like like domestic like small business base started to get really mad at him because he's putting all these sanctions up, and it's like, oh hey, look, all these sanctions mean that uh, all these people who are reliant on Chinese supply chains have to pay this stuff. And, and Abbott, Abbott has like done this in microcosm and like the, these, these people, like they start, they start going to the press. Um, I'm going to read a quote from Bloomberg. Uh, some retailers, particularly those in gross in, in the grocery industry have experienced supply chain delays resulting from the extended wait times along the Me- Texas, Mexico border. John McCord, the executive director of Texas retailers association wrote in an email. So like, you know, these are like, like the, the Texas Retail Association is like this is like the most Republican solidly institution in the country. And and you can watch them over time. Like these people are getting really mad. Like one of uh I was like like one one of Abbott's like I forget the exact title, like what one of Abbott's like secretaries like they're like the, the secretary of some one of the like economic bureaus was like, yeah, man. Uh, avocados are going to cost five more dollars uh and you know you this, know th- this really hits me hard because everyone knows this about me i care a lot about retail um retail is like my one of my big poor, core personality <laughs> traits um and you know who else wants you to care about retail oh my goodness is it the washington state patrol that is right sophie it's the washington state patrol our our, our good friends um so here, here is some here's some messages about about how you can improve your retail decisions. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter. <laughs> Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I, I can't find this George Bush quote that I was that's fine. Instead of that, we will return to this. And, you know, one, one thing I think we should also mention is if you ran into this on Twitter, um, you will see a lot of videos of people like Democrats, like standing at the border and pointing at the trucks and going, uh, this is this this is Abbott attempting to, like, make inflation to get worse by sabotaging the economy. Cringe. And Cringe. 
cringe, like cringe, cringe moments. Yeah, like okay, like I, 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 I cannot rule out that this was like a part of what he wanted to do, but that's not really why he's doing this. Like this, this is this is like mostly and i saw people talking about like oh this is like the 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 truckers blockades in chile and i'm like no no, no it's not <laughs> at all like the, like yeah 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 like yes chile has a bunch of right had, had a bunch of right-wing anti-communist truckers unions that tried to shut down the government but like that's not what's happening here this is the state and abbott's trying to do this as like an immigration pr thing like this isn't like he he's not actually he's not actually trying to destroy the government because the, the 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 only way you can get stuff like that is if like is 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 if the capitalist class is like genuinely afraid that they're about to get like like wiped out by communists and uh it turns out that I, biden I is not about to no. communize the entire u.s i don't think like, that's actually a, a looming threat at the moment no I, and so yeah no. it's like no it's like it's it's not it's not really about that like it's 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 mostly about this sort of this sort of like border game that the commies are coming for your avocados. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this is sort of this is the the, the interesting thing here because it's like y- y- you have this really weird scenario where like it's it, it's it's the right wing governor like shutting down the flow of commodities and yeah, like yes. the liberals <laughs> are like we must restore the flow of commodities and uh-huh. like the bourgeoisie are like we must restore the flow of commodities and like even the cartels to some extent are like come on like we all we all need the border open uh it yeah. really it, it it really does just showcase the entire bit yeah you, you know but i mean like the, 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 we've been talking a lot about the human cost of this and the reason this stuff works is because American politics is literally just a machine that turns human suffering into stories and then turns those stories into percentage points at the polls. And that's Abbott's entire wait. Am I getting him confused with No, Greg Abbott's the governor. I I, I momentarily got him confused with the UK guy Tony Abbott, who nope. is also bad in very similar ways. Yeah, but yeah, I but, think I think we're allowed to have two bad Abbots. Yeah, I, I thought there was one in Australia too, but well, you might the, be bad, the bad habits are multiplying. Someone has yeah. got to get on this. We need we need to deal with the Anglosphere before they produce a fourth produce a fourth one, and we get the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That would be funny if we just have four habits bring in the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, but, but but I think I think the the thing that's important to understand about like about Abbott is like that that everything that Abbott does is just about inflicting suffering on people and trying to use that to 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 do polls right like he he yeah. has genuine right wing beliefs but like the timing I mean, of everything that he does yeah is about this that's with all of his that's what that's that's what all his anti trans stuff is is that he could beat his primary challenger who was trying to campaign a little bit further to the right than Abbott was yeah and, and this is the thing where like politicians are allowed to play games with real people's lives like that that's their job right that's like, their that's, entire that's how bit. you get elected but they're allowed to do this up until the exact moment at which those real people are the bourgeoisie and the moment and this, this is the thing that abbott is learning is that you can do these kind of stunts all you want like you can you can like you can shoot every trans kid you can like I don't know, like you can you can ban like every school from like saying the word race but you can't fuck with the bourgeoisie and you know, th- this, this, this is the problem that he has is, is, is by, by like, by like the middle of last week, he has the, like the ruling class is turning on him. The truckers are blockading the bridges are preventing all travel. And Abbott is like basically scrambling to find a way out 
And the, the the thing that he does to do this is he like he goes to a bunch of Mexican governors who who are like the, the governors of border states, and these governors had like sent him letters being like, "Hey, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we need we like we 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 need our economies to function. Can 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 you actually do this?" And you know, so he starts doing these negotiations with them where he's like, well, okay, if you guys like inspect all of these trucks or whatever before and you ensure that there's no immigrants in them or whatever before they get here, like we'll reopen the borders. And, you know, so they do this. And I think th- there's a couple interesting things about this. One is that most of these, I think there's one guy who's from the PRI, but like almost all of these governors are from the PAN, which is Mexico's like far right wing party. And like these guys, these guys are also like hard right, like war on drug hardliners who hate immigrants. And and this this has been another big part of how the sort of border regime works, which is that like, yeah, on the one hand, you have you have Abbott and you have like Texas. So you have just the U.S. government like projecting its power like into Mexico, which is, you know, a, a, another big part of what this is. But the other part of it is has been the U.S. essentially outsourcing its its border regime and border policy just in like to Mexico. And so you get a lot of, there, there's been a lot in the last, especially during the Trump administration. Uh, I mean, it goes back much further than that, but like in, in the last like five years, there's been a lot of really egregious examples of just like border patrol shit, but by the Mexican police, because A, it turns out there's also a bunch of people in Mexico who fucking hate Central American refugees, and B, uh, the police are the police literally everywhere. And yeah, I mean, and this this also, for example, like this, this is how, this is how a lot of the border regime stuff works in, um, in Europe, uh, Frontex, the European border, like thing, makes detail, like makes like basically just negotiates with like literally every, like I don't even know what you call them like border state, I guess, in Africa to like ensure that like refugees coming into North Africa like don't ever get to Europe, and like this is they they made deals with Gaddafi, they made deals with the people who came after Gaddafi, um, yeah, there's it, it, the the border system is horrible. And this is sort of the border system, like working as intended. Now, the the, the other thing that we should mention is that, like, <laughs> okay, so they they're stopping and like supposedly searching all of these trucks, and they find literally nothing the entire time because, like, there's there's you know there's never anything there. But you get all these press conferences that were like, well, yeah, of course there was nothing. It's because the cartels were tipped off be- of of the raid because we did uh-huh. press conferences about it. And that's why they we, didn't smuggle we announced, stuff in. We announced the thing that we were going to do, so it gave them a chance to outsmart us. Wow. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Um. So that that that's been fun. Um. And the last thing I want to talk about, yeah, which is part of what we were talking about earlier, which is that like, yeah, this is the second time this year that we've seen right wingers like block block off a border for political reasons, and I think there's a few interesting things here. Um. One is that this is the kind of stuff that from like. Basically, from the start of Occupy, and even a bit before then, until like the Bernie campaign, this was like the core of like what Marxists were thinking about in the U.S. and also anarchists to some extent. Like, if if you go and read anything from that period, like it's all about logistics and counter logistics and how you can like disrupt them and whether or not we should try to take control of logistics. And you know, and I think you see here like like attacking logistics is a very powerful political tool, but it's a tool that has like limited, um, like it it. it it has limited utility for the right because, you know, the, the right depends on the backing of capitalists for the politics to work. They, 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 they really, really need buy-in from capitalists and those capitalists need cross-border trade and, you know, and the other thing, like they, they also need, they also need migrant workers. 
to make their money. And if you cut that stuff off, your political base starts to collapse. And the, the second part of it that's interesting is you, you get to see how powerful this is as a weapon for, you know, like the working class because of just like how instantaneously uh, Abbott back down when the, <laughs> the trucking blockade starts. Because this, this, this is all over. Um, Last Friday, I think the what date is that? That was Good uh, Friday. I mean, it the, the goodest, 15th. The, 15th. the yeah. goodest, the goodest Friday. Yeah, the, the, the 15th, uh, Abbott was like, oh, oh, it's all over. Uh, we secured the border. Yeah, <laughs> everything's fine. We secured fine. the border. Sure, buddy. Okay. Yeah, but you know, and you, but you, like, that's the thing. Like, you, you can see, like, yeah, you, you gotta see, you gotta see a rare moment of like Mexican workers and also like the, the sort of international capitalist class working on the same side. And you gotta see how fast they just like clobbered their politicians. Because yeah, like yeah, like the, the state is the state is a powerful force, but it turns out it's it's class politics all the way down. And and I think I don't know between, between this and Canada, I, I think there's a couple of interesting things. One is which okay yeah, you like if if you're on the left, like already automatically you're going to be fighting the, the the capitalist business owners are just always mad at you. Yeah, so that, that, that's you, less of a concern. You will face more suppression immediately. Obviously, this yeah, is, this is this is how the game is played. Yeah, you'll you'll face more suppression immediately, but it's also like that. That's not like a your base turning on you. Like that problem doesn't stem from capitalists not making money. The problem you have with your base turning on you is about being being able to provision supplies to people. And I think this is you know, uh, Garrison, you, you you know more about this than I do, but I will finish this sentence and then stop talking. Which is that like, like yeah, if you look at Canada, it was like part of the reason their occupations failed was that like yeah, like just like. A bunch of ordinary people got really, really mad at them because their whole their cities were being locked down. Yeah, yeah, they started impacting not just the economic drivers, but the people who live in those areas regularly and need them to operate. And that gave politicians enough of, enough of an incentive to be like, "See, it's actually hurting real people. It's not just hurting the economy, but it's hurting you know your grandma who could be living in like Ottawa or something, right?" So when you when you use these tactics, it's about balancing the propaganda of like not severely impacting the people who actually live in these places very much but but targeting the economics policies and the you know you know the the corporate elite or whatever kind of framing you want to use because as as soon as you start doing tactics that just hurt you know regular people that is such an immediate like propaganda uh, l as the kids would say um <laughs> be because yeah you, you're you're just giving them the tools to easily fight you back and yes they're going they're going to try to invent tools to 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 stop you no matter what like they're they're going to they're going to they're going to try to do something via propaganda lens but there's some propaganda is way easier and uh, much harder than others. Yeah. So I think a big part of these types of things when you're starting to like block off, you know, routes to cities, block off supply chains, is you need to be uh, cognizant of making sure that the people who you're like immediately next to kind of thinks that you're also cool because that can give you so much more legs. I mean, we mm -hmm. saw this in the Red House in Portland. There was a there was a lot of effort. Um, to make the immediate neighbors not hate the occupation there to, to stop the family from being evicted. Um, and there was a lot of debate around like how much graffiti should be allowed in the surrounding area because uh, you know you don't want to piss off the neighbors too much. Yep. Now this can obviously stem in bad directions in terms of like there was then like self self appointed security guards like beating up and shooting people with paintballs who were doing graffiti, which is obviously like not 
great yeah. and not yeah. not how you do good anarchism. Um, but then there was other stuff being like, no, we should just trash this area anyway. It's all in the process of being gentrified, which I mean it, it is. But you're like, yes, I understand that emotional impulse. Um, and you may be right in a lot of senses, like like more like more correct morally. But to play the propaganda game to actually stop a black family from being evicted, maybe we can actually look at this at a more tactical level. Yeah, and and I think that there's a lot of examples, of things we can learn from strikes that do this very efficiently. Like one of the thing, one of the reasons the the Wildcats in West, the Wildcat teacher strikes in West Virginia in 2017 worked, was that the striking teachers in West Virginia were very very careful about making sure that they did things like. You know, like making making sure that kids got like the meals that the that the school would have been yeah yeah like providing like like you know like this is why this is why mutual aid is extremely important because it lets you it lets you provision services not just when they collapse because of like you know oh hey the government's doing weird stuff or like there's a plague it lets you it lets you shut down logistics lines yourself and still have community support and still be able to provide people to things that provide people things that they need and this is like you know if, if you carry this all the way to like the macro macro level it's like yeah okay so like why did why did the russian revolution not work and you know like like why did the paris commune fail and it's like well yeah it's because instead of like giving peasants things they went into the countryside and shot them into attempting to get those things and it's like yeah like you you have to whatever the thing that you're doing is in 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 your sort of like base area right whatever you're like okay, you're, you're doing a strike you're shutting down a bridge you're like you know you're blocking a border you're shutting down a port right you, you you have to make sure you're constantly expanding and building out support outside outside of that outside of that action and making sure you're you're, you're able to provision the people who are affected by it and if you don't do this you end up like abbott and it's like yeah you, you know he Ab, abbott had like the entire power of the American state behind him, and he was able to keep this up for like less than two weeks. Yeah, before he had to just pull out. So yeah, we can do this better and for things that are good and in ways that don't hurt people, or at least hurt people significantly less. Or you know, don't not hurt the wrong people. Instead, yeah. try to try to hurt the right people. Just like yeah. an or- incredible lack of like thinking. That's my that's my summary is. Yeah, better. <laughs> Do think, well, like, yeah, and, and I think also, like, again, like, like Abbott, Abbott's politics, like, is entirely about like inflicting cruelty on people, right? And ours, like, shouldn't be, and should, it shouldn't. Like, yep, it yeah, should not and, be. And the, the fact that we actually care about people makes our politics more effective. Or <laughs> well, I guess I should. I in should, I should in theory, in theory, they should. Um, and any time where we may take a misstep from that, I think is a is a big loss. Yeah. Uh, but, there's there's one more strike thing that I just remembered that I was going to talk about, which is I. So these also trains a lot. There's there's a type of strike whose name I'm forgetting because I'm a hack and a fraud. Where like <laughs> the, the people the people the people people will just like take over a train and they'll run it, but they just won't take fares. That is incredibly big. Yeah, and you know, so that that's 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 like level one of it, and then level two of the strike is instead of just we're on strike, but we're running the service and not taking any money. It's we now control this train. And that that has happened on several occasions. <laughs> and well, yeah, you heard do that. It, it's cool. You heard it here first. Take over your local train. Um, it could happen here. We could we we can do it. Um, yep, anarchism can make the trains run on time. Oh, I I am not sure about that, Chris. <laughs> punk punk time is a is an unstoppable well, force. Okay, okay, but here here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like punk time, like. 
Okay, so you don't have the punks running the trains. You have the okay. train nerds running the trains. You have okay. the people who should spend all of their time uh, playing train simulator running the trains. Okay, that's And the trains fair. will run great. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> All right, that is that is completely fair. Um, where can people find you and or the show on the internet? Uh, you can find me at itmechr3 on Twitter. If you want to do that for some reason, uh, you can find us at Happen Here Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's also the Cool Zone. We have Cool stuff. Zone Media. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have a we have a new podcast that is coming. Uh, Sophie, do you want do you want to yeah, do we plug have, this we podcast? Actually, we actually got we got two new ones for you coming soon. We have a. Uh, Ghost Church by Jamie Loftus. Episode one is out April 25th. And then we have Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff, hosted by Margaret Kiljoy. Trailer is out next week. And episode one is out on May 2nd. Check both of them out. They both so many, So many pods in the pipe, as we say. <laughs> that, 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 is, that, is that is the a technical term. Quote, yeah. yeah. Pods yeah, in the they- pipe. These these are genuinely legitimately very good shows, and you should listen to them. And I'm really excited. So, yeah. Yay. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, go go take over a train. It could happen here as a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, CoolZoneMedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Oh! Gene, Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.